the season is new. It is different. If the season is new, it is different. If it's a season of the anointing, it comes with refreshing. Let it sink in to your spirit this morning that for you this is a new season. Let it sink in. Let it sink in. A new season in your life. A new season in your home, in your marriage. Let it sink in. A new season in your family. A, a new season in your job, in your career. A new season. Let it sink in. A new season in your business. A new season in your pursuits. Let it sink in. A new season concerning your health, concerning your well-being. A new season. Let it sink in. A new season in your ministry. Let it sink in. A new season. A new season. It comes with refreshing. It comes with joy. It comes with provision, supply. It comes with wisdom and grace. It comes with power. It comes with healing. It comes with favor. It comes with flourishing. It's a new season coming to us from the Lord. And these are seasons that are fruitful. These are seasons that are not barren. These are seasons that are productive. These are seasons of harvest. These are seasons of rewards. These are seasons of solutions. These are seasons of promotion. These are seasons of advancement. Let it sink in. Say, Lord, I believe your word. I, I take it. I, I take your word this morning. I, I believe it. This is mine. I take it. Where there have not been results, it's a new season. So now there will be results. I take it. Things that have not walked before, it's a new season. From now they begin to walk. I take it. Barriers I have been unable to cross. It's a new season. I cross them. Exams I've been unable to pass. It's a new season. I begin to pass them. Promotions that have eluded me for long. It's a new season. I step into a new status. Can you bring up Numbers 11 and verse 9? Numbers 11 and verse 9. Let the church rise. Please let the church rise. My horn shall be exalted like the heart of a unicorn. My head shall be anointed with prayer. 
11 and verse 9. Numbers 11 verse 9. We're still singing. Numbers 11 verse 9. Let us all read together. And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. Can we do that one more time? And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the dew did not fall in the day. The dew fell in the time of challenge. The dew fell when there was no hope, when things were upside down. The dew fell in the midst of a battle. And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, what followed the dew? The manna fell upon it. Everything there has meaning, you know. The dew, the anointing, the person of the Holy Spirit, the dew, the person of the presence of Jehovah. Represented by the anointing. When the anointing came in the night to register God's intervention in the affairs of his people, the manna fell. The manna is what you and I require for life and godliness. Manna was the food they needed for their sustenance. If there was no deal from God's presence, there will be no manna that they will eat. So when the dew came, the manna followed. When the visitation of the anointing comes, all you require for life and godliness, your supply, your favor, your fruitfulness, your strength, your glory, your promotion, your victory, your restoration, it comes, it follows. So one more time, let's read. And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. So the dew, the anointing. Say, Lord, I release myself this morning to the dew of the anointing of your spirit. Holy Spirit of God, breathe upon me again this morning. Holy Spirit of God, anoint me again this morning. Anoint me with your fire. Anoint me with your power. Anoint me with your glory. Anoint me with your fullness. Holy Spirit, you are the anointing. I desire your visitation upon my life today. Today, today, as I call upon you, I receive your visitation. I receive your ministry. Holy Spirit, in my affairs, in all that I do, I receive your ministry. I receive your intervention. Let there be manna flowing. Let there be manna flowing. You need a healing. Receive that healing now. Because you just prayed for the anointing to come upon you. And he's the one who destroys the yoke. He's the one who removes the burden. He's the one who turns around situations. He's the one who reverses reproaches. He's the one who reverses causes. So receive your own miracle in God's presence this morning. Receive your own 
Receive your own. Take it. Tell, tell him what it is and take it. Tell him what it is and take it. You have a time. Somebody was diagnosed with a lung infection. Your lungs. Whether it's pneumonia or tuberculosis. Receive your healing this morning. Receive your healing. A woman is past menopause. You are bleeding. Receive your healing. You are here. You are past menopause. But you are bleeding. It started recently. Receive your healing. In the name of Jesus. Everyone who is an ulcer patient. Receive your healing. The dew has fallen. The manna has followed. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. And your eyesight, your eyesight has been failing badly lately. Your eyesight has been failing badly lately. Receive your healing. Your body, there's, there's no more strength. It's like every day you lose energy. Every day you lose strength. Receive strength. Receive strength this morning. in your life up to now today I evict them under the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God from every such life pack your load and go never to return again in the name of Yeshua thank you Father give him praise and take your seat hallelujah some people some people received while some were wondering what was going on. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not, it's not a season movie. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is God reaching out to his people. If it will help my voice, I wouldn't mind. You are not the problem. It's my voice that is the issue. So help my voice. They're doing their best. Help me to clap for them. They're, they're doing their best. They're doing a very good job. But it's my own voice that... Uh, that needs help. Hallelujah. Relationship dynamics. And we're looking at the third part of it, which by the grace of God will be the concluding part of it. Do you know there's no message you preach that you can never finish? Whose word are we preaching? God's word. Is there an end to God's word? It can never end. So that is where the spirit of the prophet, being subject to the prophet, comes in. So you just have to stop somewhere. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
But since we started this series, has it touched our lives in any way? I need a feedback, please. Since we started this series, have we seen some new things? Okay, I see some hands. Thank God for those of them whose hands are up. Amen. Now, those of you whose hands were not up, please try and receive this morning and gain some insights that will transform your lives. Praise the Lord. God's presence is the place of instruction. God's presence is the place of learning. God's presence is the place of training. The other day, out of curiosity, I said there must be a difference between teaching and training. Do you know there is a difference? When you teach, you are transferring knowledge. It's the formal transfer in a formal manner. F-O-R-M-A-L. The formal transfer of knowledge. That, that's, that's teaching. But when you train, you are giving hands-on knowledge. Practical knowledge. In church, we do both. In church, we receive formal knowledge. Formal instruction. So that we can acquire knowledge and apply the knowledge. Also, hands-on experience. We receive hands-on experience. Amen. Some don't know how to receive something by faith, how to take something by faith. In church, you learn. In, in fact, faith has its own dynamics. You learn in church how the dynamics of faith operates. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope we're learning those things. Hallelujah. We don't have faith round table for fun. It's so that we can be trained. It's so that we can be learn, we can learn and be instructed. Amen. Okay. Relationship dynamics. We're looking at the third, like I said. We have said God had relationship in mind right from the very beginning. And a relationship is a connection or attachment that exists between others. God had relationship in mind from the onset. That was why he said in Genesis 1.26, let us, let us make man in our image. If man were not to be made in his image, the relationship would have been somehow. Amen. He made man in his image so that he could relate with man. Now, you mean God as his, yes, he does. You mean God has eyes. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord range to and fro. The he has eyes. Amen. Uh, you mean God has a mouth? What are we doing? We're speaking his word. His word comes from his mouth the same way our own words come from our mouth. Ah, pastor. So God too can have a cut. He can have a wound and blood can come out of there. You miss it. In that place, because God is spirit. John's gospel, chapter 4, and they that worship him will do so. How? In spirit and in truth. So God does not have a physical body. God is a spirit. Now, man too, made in the image of God, is a spirit. Help me tell yourself, Tuluwa you are a spirit. Spirit near, spirit near. Say it one more time to yourself. To look where you are a spirit. You have a mind. Talk to yourself. You have a mind and you live in a body. But to look where you are a spirit. Amen. Yeah. So man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. So the body is the house. But God is spirit. Now, why do you think man um, has a body? Let me... Take that one. Why do you think man has a body? He was placed in a physical planet. God does not live in a physical planet. God lives in the realm of the spirit. Heaven is not a physical planet, but heaven is a real place. 
Heaven is not the figment of someone's imagination. Heaven is a place, a spiritual place where activity is going on. Hell is also a place where activity is going on. Now for you and I to be able to relate with the physical planet where God put us, he had to give us this body. So out of the dust of the ground, the Lord God formed the man and breathed into him the breath of life and man became a living speaking soul like God. Amen. Genesis chapter 2. So he had relationship in mind when he made man. We understand that. Amen. And uh, we have seen that God needs men. Men need men. Even the devil wants men that he can recruit and destroy. So humanity is central to relationships. Now, let me fast forward because of time again. I need to be careful so that we won't do part four. We have said, <laughs> and on that note, we ended last week, that there are certain relationships we must look out for. There are certain relationships we must look out for. And we began to look at models. Number one, we said, have an Andrew on your side. Have an Andrew on your side. Andrew. Not Andrew. How many people remember in the 80s when Andrew said, I'm checking out. Man, how many people remember? Man, no water, no light. You can't even get a bottle of soft drink. Man, I'm checking out. How many people remember? Uh -huh. A generation does not even know what I'm talking about. You know, but Andrew. And uh, we thought, Andrew, what are, what's the problem? Andrew is checking out. Then this country was very bad. We didn't know that uh, that was uh, Charles' play. Now it's, it's not checking out. It's JP. They're just JP, man. In this church, uh, many people have JP, though. Some will say, Pastor, don't announce it. Just pray for me in the office. So I pray for them in the office and they go. Amen. Praise the Lord. And some will say, okay, I don't mind. You can announce. So at times we announce. At times we don't announce. But they have JP'd. Amen. I don't know who is next to JP here. Everybody's looking at me and smiling. The other day, remember when we were, we were having, was it a casual Sunday? I brought out a, a gentleman. How many remember him in the choir? You know, father of twins. And I said, are you planning to JP? And it was the issue of JP we asked them to come and discuss. And I just said, I stood here. <laughs> he said, actually, Pastor, we've been working on it. But by January, he left with his family. That's why you've not been seeing him in church. But he said, no, 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 just pray for me in the office. Amen. Okay, so relationships central to God's creation. And God had humanity in mind as far as relationship is concerned. Now, we said, have an Andrew on your side. Not Andrew that is checking out. But Andrew, the person of Andrew, the figure of Andrew, what does that figure stand for? He's the finder, the one who finds, the connector, the one who connects. Amen. He will give you specific information that's going to help you in whatever your pursuits are. Have an Andrew on your side. Have an Andrew in your team. You know, in life, there are people who need what you have. And there are people who have what you need. Andrew brings you together. Amen. So make sure you have an Andrew on your side so that what you need, you can meet the people who have what you need and what you have, the people who need what you have, you can connect with them. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit essentially is the one who arranges these things. You are not the one to arrange those things, but you must recognize what the Holy Spirit is doing at any point in time in your life. And of course, you can always ask the Holy Spirit to send you an Andrew. Hallelujah. So send you an Andrew. Amen. I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Those in business will understand what I'm saying. Amen. You will understand very well. And there's business at this level. There's business at that level. You'll understand what I'm saying. Amen. Praise the Lord. Have an Andrew on your side. Let's read the Bible. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 1. From verse 36, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. That was John speaking. Then John turned and saw them following and said unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He said unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. Now that was like 4 p.m. One of the two which heard John uh, speak and followed him was Andrew. Simon Peter's brother. So who was Andrew? Simon Peter's brother. Don't forget that. He first find it. He first find it. He first find it. Meaning he found others. But the first that he founded was his own brother. Are you getting it? Aha. Uh -huh. So he first founded his own brother, Simon. Listen, listen. Of the apostles of the Lamb, who was, who was the most prominent? Simon Peter. It was not even Andrew. Who met Jesus first that was the most prominent? But Andrew knew, knew that there was something in Simon that needed to connect with Jesus. And that there was something in Jesus that Simon required. I'm bringing them together. He first finded who? Simon, his, his own brother. Hallelujah. Some people are like that. Some people are like that. They recognize people. They recognize it. Well, you and that lady, you will fit yourselves. Hallelujah. Alaba says, it's not me. Of course, I know you are married. Okay, let me look for a bachelor. She be a bachelor. Eh? Say, brothers, that's why it's good to appear well. Some brothers, everything is spiritual. I say, no, 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 the sister will come. The sister will come. I can wear anything. As long as I wear anything. You are, you are talking in your shed. One part is out, you know, and so on. Your buckle and your flap are not straight. Buckle on this side, the flap on this side. And the sister is looking at him, where did this song come from? Say, sister, the Holy Ghost is leading me. Which Holy Ghost? That's what the sister will say. Am I right or wrong? People over spiritualize marriage. I hope you know. Uh, in the presence of looking for India Gabriel to marry, some people have lost their husbands. India Gabriel cannot marry you. It's an angel. It's a man that will marry you, not an angel. And sister. Your hair smells like no man's business. You do braids and every time. They will think you have lice in the air. For goodness sake, why not? You can't raise your armpit in church during worship. The map of Africa is there. There's something they call deodorant. Antiperspirant. Did the only go say don't use deodorant? Huh? Christians, yeah. Some brothers, they can't remove their shoes. If they remove their shoes, there are holes in their socks. As I'm speaking, maybe there's a hole in your socks. <laughs> Say nobody can see. Nobody can see. I, I won't go beyond socks. Don't worry. I won't go beyond socks. Because I could have. <laughs> Andrew. Somebody say Andrew. So have an Andrew on your side. Verse 41, he first finded his own brother Simon and said unto him, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. 
And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is my interpretation, a stone. In other words, Jesus was saying, I've been waiting for you. 43. The day following, Jesus will go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and said unto him, Follow me. Now, Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Do you understand what was going on there? Do you know that Andrew had laid the foundation? So by the time Philip met Jesus, he saw Andrew again. Join us. It's true. Organi, that's Let's follow. Andrew the finder. You need one in your team. John's Gospel, chapter 6, 5 to 9. It was time to feed the multitude here. Verse 5. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? Did Philip have a solution? No. This is said to prove him, for he himself knew what he will do. Philip answered and said, <laughs> 200 penny water bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, again. Somebody say, Andrew, again. Andrew, again. See, Simon Peter's brother said unto him, there is a lad here which had five barley loaves and two small fish. But, Oga, okay, <laughs> They are incomparable to the multitude. But what did he do? He found a lad. He found a lad with five loaves and two small fish. What did Jesus use? What Andrew found. What did Jesus use? What Andrew found was what Jesus used. Can you see that Andrew is important in our dynamics relationship? It was Andrew that found the guy with the five loaves of bread and the two small fishes. And Jesus said, it's enough. Let the people sit down in companies and lift up the bread and the fish to heaven. And they blessed. And I don't know how the multiplication took place. I don't know. Whether bread began to fall from heaven, I don't know. Whether the thing was multiplying and popping like popcorn. You know popcorn pops. What you need in popcorn is the first pop. After the first pop, multiple pops follow. Pop, 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 everything begins to pop, and we have our popcorn. I don't know, maybe loaves of bread were popping like popcorn on that day, but the truth and what we understand from Scripture is multitude fed. 5,000 men besides women and children. Another time, 4,000 men besides women and children. Because a man called Andrew was there. Have an Andrew on your side. Number two, ensure you have a Barnabas on your team. You need a Barnabas on your team. You must have a Barnabas on your team. You need a Barnabas on your team. His name was Joseph. The apostle's son named him Barnabas, meaning son of consolation. Let's read. Uh, Acts chapter 4 from verse 36. And Joseph, who by the apostles was so named Barnabas, which has been interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, did what? Sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. What happened? He saw a need. Amen. He was a man of value. Barnabas is a man of value. He's a solution provider. He saw a need and he realized, I can do something about this need. How many times have you seen a need in society, a need along your neighborhood, a need along your street, and you did something about it? Everybody says the government is not doing anything. anything. The government is not doing anything. The government is not doing You can even have neighbors that don't care. How many people know what I'm talking about? You could have neighbors to your left and to your right who couldn't care less what's going on. They also have cars and they see erosion cutting the road and they choose to do nothing about it. And you also say, well, since they are not doing anything, I will not do anything. That's not Barnabas. That's not the spirit of Barnabas we are talking about. Who is with me up till now? Let your light so shine before men that they will do what? They will see your good deeds and glorify your father which is in heaven. They say, ah, 
Have you, have you passed by a rough patch of road, a rough patch along the road before? And uh, suddenly one day you pass and the place had been filled up. How do you feel when, when, when the place is filled up and you get there? So you begin to pray. So whoever did this, God bless the person. Has, has it happened to you before? <laughs> and when you see those men at times who walk there and so on, give them whatever you have. Leave them alone. Don't say, hello, wash We're in a dysfunctional system. From the railway crossing to BCGA Junction, the road is tired. From, BCA, from the rail crossing to Nyhot, see the state of the road. I said, what's going on here? I said, mm, railway crossing to BCGA is about the Southwest local government. From railway crossing down there is Ido local government. Southwest have money, they want to spend, let them spend it. Ido, we are struggling. So what's going to happen to the people there? The people do need a Barnabas. <laughs> okay, so he had money. He sold his land, brought the money to the apostles' feet so that the need could be met. Have a Barnabas on your team. You know what that means? You must be a team person. You must be a team person. Praise the Lord. You want to walk fast, walk alone. You want to go far, go together. You want to walk fast so that nobody disturbs you, walk alone. But you want to go far. Ah, you need others. Because in the process of traveling far, somebody will get thirsty. Somebody says, I have water. Another person is getting tired. Somebody will hold him by the hand. Little children are there and say, I can't walk again. Somebody will back the child. You understand? You want to go fast, go alone. But you want to go far. Go together. Go as a team. So teamwork never fails. And it's an acronym. Together, everybody attains or achieves much. T-E-A-M. Together, everyone attains much. Amen. So he sees, Barnabas sees what others do not see. He's interested in the common good. He will help you fulfill your purpose. Barnabas, Acts chapter 9, 26 to 31. Do you know when others were skeptical about Paul and his conversion? Do you know that people recognized Paul or Saul? We have said before that his name did not change you. It's not as if he changed his name from Saul to Paul. No, 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 no. He didn't change his name. Amen. If you call him Apostle Saul, you are right. If you call him Apostle Paul, you are correct. Saul was Hebrew, like King Saul, Hebrew. Paul was Greek, because the New Testament was written in Greek. Do you understand that? Amen. So it's the same person. Now, some doubted his conversion. Why? Because they knew him as an injurious person to the church. They knew him as a persecutor of Christians. They knew him as an apostate, someone who had sworn to the destruction of the gospel, that this gospel will not prosper. When Stephen, the first martyr, was, was being stoned, Paul was the one that the people who did the execution laid their feet, their, their clothes at his feet. Amen. That was their culture. So that laying your clothes at the feet of a witness is saying you register your name that you are part of that exercise so that you can be rewarded for it in heaven. Old Testament. So, those who stoned the first martyr in the Bible laid their feet or their clothes at the feet of Apostle Paul. So, they knew who Paul was. Paul said he will go to the chief priests 
and he will take letters from them, authorizing him to pursue believers to strange cities to kill them. When a man like that now says, I'm born again, how many people will believe him? Say, eh, <laughs> okay, it's, all, it's well with you. <laughs> people will be avoiding him. That was what they were all doing. But Barnabas looked and saw something that others did not see. You need a Barnabas on your team. And the man, Barnabas, was instrumental in the church, the early church, accepting Paul. Unknown to them, he was a major factor in the early church. That apostle Paul we're talking about today wrote more than two-thirds of the New Testament, if not for Barnabas that brought him in. That apostle Paul today took the gospel singularly to the whole of Asia Minor. Amen. Today's nation called Turkey, the whole of Turkey, Greece, or yeah, Greece, Cyprus, all those places, he fully, Thessaloniki, there's still a country called Thessaloniki, all those places, Paul took the gospel to those places. From where? From Jerusalem, from Israel. Jerusalem of the Bible is Jerusalem of now, I hope you know. Turkey of now is Asia Minor of that time. Those angels, that, that, or the letters, or the, the messages that came to the seven churches in Revelation, all those churches are in a place called Asia Minor, Turkey of today, Smyrna, Pegamos, uh, 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 Laodicea, all those, eh, Thyatira. Who is with me up till now? Because one man believed him, one man discovered him, one man was convinced about him. May somebody be convinced about you. This is where teachers come into place. Teachers should be able to spot some things in their students. Hallelujah. And again, I want to talk about my primary school teacher, Mrs. Adedikwe, that said, oh, go and bring your mother. Ask your mother to see me tomorrow. And I got to myself, mommy, my teacher said, come and see her in school tomorrow. What did you do? Did you? I said, I don't know. I, don't do, I didn't do anything. So my mother got to my class the next day and Mrs. Adedikwe was saying, emojutomoyi, she, you know, and she was crying. I said, what's, what's wrong with her? I, I didn't know she was, she was concerned about me. She said, boy, you need attention. This boy needs attention. And then she was rubbing her hand on my ear, and some things were falling off. You know, slough. What your Bible call eighty? Yeah. Because that money, I just put water on my head and said, I'm ready for school. Chairman. Yeah, but she saw something that I did not know about myself. Teachers, teachers, destinies are in your hands. What are you doing with those destinies? Some think it's only when you stand in front of a formal classroom that you are a teacher. No, 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 no. The moment you begin to influence people, maybe you are the boss in your division, in your unit, in the office. Every Monday morning you do briefing, you, you instruct, you give, and so on and so on. You started teaching. In fact, there are times you teach without you knowing it because somebody's watching you, watching your lifestyle, watching everything about you and learning, and learning, and learning, and learning. Amen. Barnabas. Somebody say Barnabas. Okay, let's read. So you need a Barnabas in your team. Acts chapter 9, 26 to 31. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he attempted, Old King James says, he assayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. And believed not that he was a disciple. They did not believe but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way 
and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So Damascus believed him. When others do not believe your vision, there will be a Barnabas that will believe in your vision. 28. And he was with them, coming in and going out at Jerusalem. Why? Because Barnabas took him in. 29. And he spoke bold in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Grecians, but they went about to slay him. Which when the brethren knew, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarsus. Remember, he was Saul of Tarsus. So they sent him to his hometown. In his own hometown, he will be preserved. That was the idea. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. Why? On the strength of Barnabas. Do you know what Barnabas did? The message could get to the Gentiles. It was the Jews that got converted first. I hope you know. All the apostles of the Lamb are what? Jews. Matthias, who replaced Judas Iscariot, was a Jew. The five or the 120 that gathered in the upper room were Jews. The 3,000 that came, now people, because it was the time of a feast, so you had the Parthians, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia coming, hearing them speak the wonderful words of God in their languages, but they were also Jews. No, those who were not Jews among them were proselytes, converts to Judaism. Is somebody with me? I, I, I don't want to sound above our heads. I know some people understand, but I know that we are different levels of growth. And then those who don't even read the Bible, they say Kilonso, Elamites, Parthians, Cappadocia, Kilabadibe, Ibadonlawa, Uliyoli. What's the name of Cappadocia? It's because you have not been reading your Bible. It's the same Bible we are meant to read. Guess what? Apostle Paul who wrote more than two-thirds of a New Testament, the heaven he is, is where we that are reading what he wrote and trying to understand what he wrote are aspiring to go. Ah. Oh, serious. And I will get to heaven. <laughs> Amen. I will get to heaven. It's not my work, so it is by grace. So I, I won't frustrate the grace of God. I will get to heaven. Amen. Are we still together? Barnabas, do you know Apostle Paul was the chief apostle to the Gentiles on the strength of his connection with Barnabas? That's how the Gentiles could hear the gospel. The Gentiles, somebody said the Gentiles. Those who were not Jews, that's how they could hear the gospel. Amen. So Paul himself, when he was writing Galatians, said that. He said, God who walked in Peter for his apostleship to the Jews also walked in me for my apostleship to the Gentiles because Barnabas encouraged him. You need an encourager on your team. When you see someone who always discourages you, when you see someone who always kills your vision, who before you finish saying whatever you want to say cuts you off, run away. You don't need that kind of friend. Amen. There's some friends you don't need. It's not everybody that should be your friend. You have to love everybody, but everybody cannot be your friend. Hello, church. He doesn't share your vision. Well, let everybody find their own level. Hallelujah. Barnabas. You do not need Jonadab, number three. You do not need Jonadab. You do not need Jonadab. He's a treacherous man. He's sly. He's deceptive. He can destroy. You do not need Jonadab. He gives evil counsel. 
You must have read stories before of people caught during armed robbery operations. And the guy will say, it's my first time. Have you read such stories before? And the guy will say, it's my first time. I've never done this before. It is this guy, my friend, that said, come and meet me at home at so, so, so time. That let's go out. That uh, there's somewhere I want to go and I want you to escort me. And he will escort them. And then they will get to a place and they'll be distributing guns. And they say, guns? Say yes, it's an operation. They say, you don't have to hold one since you don't know how to use one. But he will follow them. And then they get caught. And then the guy begins to sing like uh, Canary. You know Canary? One bird. He begins to sing. It's in the lawn. The bird is singing. I don't even know I <laughs> Hallelujah. And the guy says, it's my first time. Oh, it's my first time. I only want to. You don't need Jonadab. Be careful of Jonadab. He's sly. He's treacherous. At the end of the day, the guy that introduced him to you will say, it's a lie. It's one of us. So, Kenny. Oh, my power cord. They will kill us together. Over your, over your, over you know that's how some people are. They are going down. They are ready to take as many people with them down. Be careful. He's treacherous. He's sly. He can destroy. Avoid evil counselors. Don't make friends with people of unstable character. Some people have friends like that. Say, it's my friend. When you know that, why is he your he can be your acquaintance. He can be someone you know, not your friend. When you say friend, you are suggesting intimacy. Amen. The guy does not badu. Give me the English word for badu, please. Huh? It's not okay. Ah. It's not where. <laughs> so you know the guy is not, is not a good guy, yet he's your friend. You know whatever she says. In fact, 80% of what she says is scope. Stop saying scope. It's a lie. 80% of what this guy will say is a lie. And that's your friend. He that companies with the wise shall be wise. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Proverbs 13. Verse 20. Praise the Lord. So be careful. You don't need Jonadab. Let's, let's read. Let's read. We'll read. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jonadab. Who was Jonadab? 2 Samuel chapter 13. I'll read um, from verse 1. And it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a beautiful sister. She was beautiful. Okay, it says fair sister, whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Absalom's mother was Tamar's mother. But Amnon's mother was different. So all of them were siblings. Absalom, Tamar, and Amnon. I'm sounding like this because of the sake of those who don't read Bible. Praise the Lord. So the three of them, two, Absalom and Tamar were Iekon, same mother. Absalom, Tamar, and Amnon were Obakon, same father. You see now that I'm breaking it down. Uh -huh. Okay, let's read. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar. He was so distressed in his heart. He was, he was so emotionally disturbed 
Because he loved his half-sister, Tamar. He did not love her as in love, but he was lusting for her in his heart and he became emotionally distressed. He could not eat. He could not drink. He could not think straight. He was always having a headache. Pastor, were you there? I wasn't there. I'm just trying to put my head into quick. You know, so that's what took me into all that. It's not as if I was there. I don't know I'm not before. Anyway, he was so vexed that he became sick. Why? Because he wanted to commit sin. He wanted to sleep with his half-sister. And these were people living under the Old Testament. If you study the book of Leviticus, you will see where God listed all the people you must not have sexual relationship with. A child must not sleep with his mother. A son must not sleep with his father's stepwife. A son must not sleep with his sister. A son must not sleep with his half-sister. You know, a son must not sleep with his stepsister. And so God listed it out. They were under that covenant. And the penalty for that was what? Death. Death, you know. The, the person must be destroyed, killed. You know, this was Old Testament. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. So the guy knew the implications of what he was doing. And since he realized he couldn't touch her, he became sick. Until one man showed up. Let's read. So Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. You see? Because he knew the implications of, a, of the law. He knew that, ah, I can't do anything. I can't touch her. The penalty is death. But Amnon had a friend. But that but has changed everything. But Amnon had a friend. Ah, may we not have Orekore? But Amnon had a friend. He was not a good friend. He was Orekore. He was not a good friend. He was a bad friend. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. In other words, Amnon and Jonadab were what? First cousins. They were first cousins. They had the same surname. Praise the Lord. If King David's surname was Jesse, then Shimea's uh, surname too was Jesse, Shimea Jesse. So David Jesse gave back to Amnon Jesse and Shimea Jesse gave back to Jonadab Jesse. It was the same name. It was the same family. They were first cousins. Who is with me up till now? They were first cousins. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man, very deceptive man, very crafty man. If you have a friend that is crafty, run! Crafty! Ah! Let me tell you one story. Our family is very interesting. Many years ago, I was the accountant in my uncle's um, company many years ago, about 30 years ago. You know, and uh, we had, uh, we were doing some importation business, so we open accounts with different banks so that we could have access to foreign exchange, we fill form M and so on. You know, and uh, we had a bank at Oberlinde, Oberlinde, Universal Trust Bank, UTB. How many remember UTB? <laughs> UTB, Oberlinde. You know, 
we had two accounts there, corporate accounts. And then one day, I got to the office. My mom said, Tulu, Tulu, Tulu. I said, what is Something has happened. I said, what happened? You see, he mentioned somebody's name. If I mention his name, all of you here will know him. So I won't mention his name. He's a politician now. If I mention his name, you'll know him. So I won't mention his name. He said, Otibo, the I said, I have the checkbooks. He said, he didn't use your book. I said, what did he use? Letter Luko. He wrote letters and he moved 275,000. 100,000 from one account, 175 from the other account, and he moved it out of the account. And my uncle was sweating. I'm talking of 1992. Do the conversion. 275,000 naira then. How much do you think that was in dollars? It was over $80,000. Or maybe close to $80,000. See $80,000 now. Convert it to naira. And, and present value that 275,000 naira. Who is with me, with me? He moved the money out. Ah! My uncle went to the manager. What have you done? Did I give you an instruction? He said, You know what happened? That person that moved the money out was the one that introduced us to the manager. Was the one that helped us in opening the account so that we could be getting access to foreign exchange. So because that person felt... It's a family thing. And that this guy who brought him, you know, bankers, they keep wanting your account. That, that he too should be able to help him. They did not know that we will discover that money has left the account. There were no, there were no SMS messages that you get notification. Then, no phone, no notification. Sure you understand. In fact, I don't even think, uh, that maybe there was not 9 not. No, there was no not 9 not then, 1990. That one came later. Praise the Lord. How many remember not 9 not? That one that looked like remote control. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyway, I said, what are we going to do? I said, let's take it up, sir. Let's notify the police. Let's, uh, say, ha, total mistake. I said, how is that a mistake, sir? He said, oh, my way, One your Moburuku I said, which your Moburuku I said, anyway, my uncle called him. Why did you do this? If you needed money, you could have told us. Whatever you could have said. I'll pay your money back. I'll pay your money back. That's how he talks. Anyway, finally, we collected our money. A month or two after, my uncle said he had a meeting with Lagos State Water Corporation. And he said, so so and so person is taking media. He knows the gym. I say, who? He mentioned that person's name. I say, ah, be very careful. I say, move more now. But what am I saying? That man moved money from our, the company's account without us knowing. That is a dangerous fellow. That is somebody you relate with at arm's length. In financial transactions, there's something we call non-arm's length transactions. We also call them related party transactions. But there are some transactions that are arm's length. You know what? You need a long spoon. To deal with some people. Amen. When you recognize them. From afar. Hey. <laughs> yeah. God loves you. Are you born again now? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Rimi, Rimi. Let's hang out. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's read on. Jonadab. And he said unto him. 
Why art thou? Verse 4. And he said unto him, Why art thou, being the king's son, lean from day to day? Do you see the sickness of uh, Amnon? He was losing weight. He, was, he didn't have HIV. He didn't have cancer. But he was losing weight. Why? What's wrong with you? The king's son, the whole prince, you are losing weight. You are going lean from day to day. Will thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother, Absalom's sister. And Jonathan said unto him, Lay thee down on thy bed and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat and dress the meat in my sight that I may see it and eat it at her hand. What are we just reading? The solution that Jonadab gave to the problem that Amnon had. That's what we're reading. Was there a time that we just read where Jonadab said, Amnon, give me time to, to think of a plan. In what we are reading now, it's possible that he asked for time, but what we are reading, the way it was captured. You know, if he had said, give me time, they would write it for us like that. I'll come up with a plan. I'll think of what we can do. But this guy was ready. Issue. He was ready. Shall you understand? He was ready. He was just reeling out the strategy. He was ready. Ah, Jonadab. Be careful of Jonadab. Amen. <laughs> And Jonathan said to him, lay thee down on the bed, make yourself sick. When my father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat and dress the meat in my side, that I may see it and eat it at her hand. So Amnon lay down and made himself sick. And when the king was come to see Amnon, said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar my sister come. Who do you even think would have engineered the king to know? Because he had many children. It was the same Jonathan that must have told the personal assistant to Amnon, go and tell the king, your guy is sick. So the king came, and Amnon told the king what he wanted. Verse 7. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go now to thy brother Amnon's house, and dress him meat. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he was laid down. She took flour, omolomo, kneaded it, and made cakes. So she baked it in his sight, baked the cakes. And she took a pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. In other words, pancake, Lushifu. She made pancake. She now added syrup. You know that uh, syrup we had to pancake? It's not healthy. Don't do it. Anyway, but it's good once in a while. Verse 10. And Anna said unto Tamar, bring the meat into the chamber that I may eat of thine hand. He knew what he wanted to do. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon, her brother. And when he had brought them on to, her, and to eat and so on and so on, anyway, he forced her. Because... Uh, Verse 14 says, How be it, he will not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she, forced her and slept with her, and lay with her, with his sister. And uh, we're not reading that place. The Bible says, The hatred he now had for her after he did the act was much more than whatever love or lust he had in his heart before then. He, he said, Get out of here, throw out of here. Can you see the devil is wicked? He commanded his servants to bolt the door after her. So that one cried, she tore her clothes and she cried and because she had been disgraced. She had been defiled. You see, it was a source of disgrace to be a virgin and uh, to have been slept with by somebody who was not your husband, it was a disgrace. Now, it was a greater disgrace to be a virgin and be raped and the man was not responsible. It was even a greater disgrace to be a virgin to be raped and to be raped by your own brother. It was an abomination in Israel. In fact, the two of them should have been killed. 
Because they will say, in the law of Moses, if that was to happen, part of what the priest would look out for was, did she make noise when she was about to be raped? Did she make noise or was it in a field? If it was in a field where people were far away, she would be spared. It would be only the man that would be killed. But if it was in a built-up area and she made noise and, and she kept quiet, she'd be killed. But if it was good that she made noise and somebody said, honestly, I thought I heard something about Koyemi. You know, yesterday they, they said that there was a shooting. We were looking at CNN. They said, you know, they are always shooting. Active shooter. For those who plan to JP to America, please, every day cover yourself with the blood. I'm not saying don't JP. <laughs> but cover yourself with the blood. If it's America, you want to JP too. Amen. Because of this active shooter, 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 shooter. Everybody shooting. So they say one guy said he had gunshots. He was hearing noise. He went and he looked. The thing continued. He said, let's, let's take over. That's how they were safe. You know, you know, Nigerians want to see what exactly. Oh boy, wait in the half of a front. Say, I don't see anything about it. Then you go for that again. Say, oh boy, you see anything about it? Say, you get kilo what? What are you looking for? You better be careful. Anyway. Jonadab, he did that, mission accomplished. So he must have gone back to Amnon to say, oh boy, how did it go? She, you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, I know to say, my guy, my guy. Hmm. Look at 2 Samuel 13 and verse 21. But when David heard of all these things, he was very annoyed, naturally. And Absalom said unto his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. Absalom, who was the Ieko with Tamar, did not say good, did not say bad to his brother Amnon. He spoke not to him, neither good nor bad. For, for Absalom hated Amnon because he had raped his sister. 23. And it came to pass after how many years? After how many years, please? Uh, some people are not with me. After how many years? Two full years. 24 calendar months of not saying good, not saying bad. Nothing. Two full years. What do you think would have happened to Amnon in those two full years? His guards must have been down. Before, he must have been on edge. That, hey, if this guy confronts me, how do I, hey, how do I respond? How do I respond? But two years. So Amnon's guards were down. That, that, that one has taken place. So 23, and, and it came to pass after two full years that Absalom had sheep shearers in Balhazor, which is beside Ephraim. And Absalom invited all the king's sons because it was to share his sheep, S-H-E-E-R. That is like to harvest, you know, the, the, get the wool from, from their body, you know, and then they now kill the animals. It was like their harvest. They were calling, you know, their, their livestock. Okay. He said, let the king, uh, I beseech thee, and his servants, go with thy servant. 25. And the king said to Absalom, No, my son, let us not all now go, lest we be chargeable unto thee, that is, that body will be too much on you. And he pressed him, Howbeit he will not go, but blessed him. So the king blessed Absalom. Then said Absalom, If not, I pray thee, let my brother Amnon go with us. And the king said unto him, ah, Why should we go with you? But Absalom pressed him, that he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Why? Two full years, everybody's guards were down. If not, David should have known that, ah, this thing can have negative consequences. But two full years, ah, 
Please be careful of Absalom. We're talking about Jonadab, but Absalom, cold-blooded. Some people are cold-blooded, no emotions. They're like Putin, Vladimir Putin. Amen. I'm sorry if I mentioned his name, but I already mentioned his name. You know how Putin works? <laughs> Quran. If you read about him, he used to be a KGB agent in Poland. One lady said, I recognize him. She killed my parents. He, he killed my parents as a KGB agent in Poland many years ago. Anyway, let's leave that. <laughs> be careful of Absalom. Two full years. He didn't say good. He didn't say bad. But he had a plan all along. He had a plan all along, and it was a bad plan. But Absalom pressed him, and he let Absalom and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servant, saying, Mark ye now, when Amnon's heart is merry with mine, and when I say to you, smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not, have I not commanded you? Be courageous and be valiant, because it is the one who gives us an instruction. We, 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 we obey, and not the person to whom the instruction will be carried out. Be courageous and be vigilant. 29. And the servants of Absalom did unto Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose and every man got up upon his mule and fled. They fled for their lives. Fast forward to verse 32. So, the king heard, what's going on? Why is everybody coming? Verse 32. And Jonadab, the same Jonadab, the son of Shimei, David's brother answered and said, let not my Lord suppose that they have slain all the young men, the king's sons. The same Jonadab. For Amnon only is dead. So, listen, Jonadab was not invited to Balhazor. Was he invited? It was only the king and his sons that were invited. How did Jonadab know that it was only Amnon that was killed? Have you asked yourself that question before? How did he know? Meaning he knew that those two full years of silence from Absalom were years of brewing a plot of destruction and murder. He knew he did not warn his friend. If he was a good friend, he shall say, I'm known. I'm known. I'm known. How many times did I call you? I'm known. You know I'm your friend. Remember the plot. Remember that Absalom, Oburu, you two want to go, to go and do sheep shearing with Absalom. Have you forgotten what you do to Tama? Hey, I'm known. I'm known. Etiemelo, he did not do it. Ah, avoid Jonadab. You don't need a Jonadab in your life. Oh. Who is with me up till now? Ah, avoid Jonadab. <laughs> So he said, let not the king suppose that they have slain all the young men of the king's sons, for Amnon only is dead. For by the appointment of Absalom, this had been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. He knew and he did not tell even his friend. Now therefore, let not my lord the king take the thing to his heart, to think that all the king's sons are dead, for Amnon only is dead. Do you know his loyalty to Amnon was just temporary? You don't need friends whose loyalty is temporary to you. You need someone who will watch your back. Someone who will take care of you without even knowing that this person did something for you. Hallelujah. How many times, maybe when your children were growing up, if they're all grown-ups now, you will enter their room and you'll discover that the bed sheets are not covering them again. And the child is asleep. And you 
cover the child up without the child knowing. You two, you have forgotten. You may not even say the next day that I came into your room, I covered you up. Just cover the child up. You are doing things because you love the person. Some do things for people because of what they can get from them. They are English. See good, eat good with us. Let me interpret that to your neighbor. See good, eat good with us. That's the lower jaw. This is Agmosale, lower jaw. That's how some people are. They are Wi Fi. W I I F. What's the need for me? What is the need for me? If there's nothing in it for them, they couldn't care less. Come and let's preach the gospel and win souls. Uh-huh. So what's going to happen? Nothing will happen. The souls will come into God's kingdom and everyone will rejoice. I'm not interested. You go and you preach to some people and say, uh-huh. you say we should accept Jesus. So are you going to give us money? You know, they ask us that. But they fail to realize that the life of a man does not consist of the abundance of what he possesses. You've heard of cases of people who were sick who would say, take my wealth and give me health. Take all that I own, just give me health. Hmm. Okay. So be careful. Jonathan threw his, uh, Jonadab threw his friend Amnon under the bus just like that. Ah, time. Another point, flee from Jezebel. Flee from Jezebel. Flee from Jezebel. Avoid manipulative people. Avoid people who can do anything to have their way. Avoid people who are power drunk, who can use power to accomplish anything. Avoid them. First Kings chapter 21. From verse 5. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad? Who was she talking to? Ahab, her husband. What was the problem? Ahab asked Naboth to sell him his vineyard because it was next to his property. And that one said, it's the inheritance of my fathers. If it is the inheritance of his fathers, he got it from, he got it by inheritance from his forebears, and he too plans to give it as inheritance to his own descendants so that it will continue. The family wealth is preserved. I hope you know that that is one of the ways of building wealth. I hope you know we must pass it down. Amen. So people chop and chop it finish. And those that are coming have nothing. Amen. Do you know you must pass it down? You create it, it builds up, it grows, you pass it down. So while you are still alive, the one you've identified or the ones you've identified, you teach them, they continue. Amen. Fox News. I don't know Fox News. You know the owner of Fox News? Robert Murdoch. That man. You know his sons are in his business as well. As old as he is, he's very, very wealthy. Amen. And they're, they're, they're passing it down. Amen. I don't know whether Donald Trump is passing anything down. I, I don't know. That one's another, <laughs> it's another case. Okay, okay let, let's, let's go on. So Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad? Ahab, what's wrong with you? Unto the king anymore. And he said unto her, Because I spoke unto Nabal the Israelite, and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money, or else, if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. Then Jezebel, his wife, said unto him, Does thou not govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat bread, and let thine heart be merry. I will give thee, I, 
Jezebel, will give thee the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. So she wrote letters in whose name? Ahab's name. Why? Power. Ahab's name. And sealed them with a seal. Signed the signature, in other words, because she had access to that. She was his wife. Power. And sent the letters unto all the elders, to the nobles that were in the city dwelling at Naboth. And she wrote in the letter saying, Proclaim a fast, set Naboth on, on high among the people. Notice he also did not say, let me think of a plan. Everything was just fluid. Verse 10. Proclaim a fast, or verse 9. Proclaim a fast and set Naboth on high among the people. And set two men, sons of Belial, before him to be a witness against him. Thou didst blaspheme God and the king, and then carry him out and stone him that he may die. Under the Old Testament, blasphemy attracted death. This was Old Testament. So if you blasphemed God, and there are two witnesses, that's all. Minimum of two witnesses. Who can say, yes, I heard when he said, the person be stoned to death. Also, if you blaspheme the king, it was also capital punishment. So she set Naboth up. And that's what happened. Twelve, they proclaimed the fast, set Naboth on high among the people, and there came in two men, children of Belial, and sat before him. And when the men of Belial witnessed against him, saying, even Naboth, in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth did blaspheme God and the king. Then they carried him forth out of the city, stoned him with stones that he died. Just like that. Fifteen. And it came to pass when Jezebel heard that Naboth was stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise. Take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, which he refused to give thee for money. For Naboth is not alive, but dead. Did she tell Ahab how Naboth died? He is no longer alive, Otiku. Take whatever you want, enjoy your life. Anything else? Is there anything else you want me to do for you? Ah. Don't go with Jezebel. Jezebel is not the witch that flies on a broomstick, you know, with a one funny looking hat on her head, with a pointed nose, looking airy and scary. What they used to draw for us in comics when we were little children to depict a witch, that's not witchcraft. Though. And no marvel, for Satan paraded himself as an angel of light. And no marvel, that is, don't be deceived. Satan parades himself as an angel of light. When you see a witch, oh, Nidamo. Hallelujah. Beautiful, attractive, flawless, everything in place. The way she walks. You know, you know some ladies walk like men, not Jezebel. Jezebel will walk, you know, like a lady. It's difficult to be gay. I can't even walk like a lady. I'm again, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But do you see, do you see what we're seeing from God's word? So the prophet, the man of God prophesied and said. Dogs will eat her that they won't even find out to bury. Eventually, Jehu, the son of Nimshi, was the fulfillment of that prophecy. I'm cutting many things short. Jezebel died. Now, when Ahab was coming from the vineyard, the prophet of God met him and said, see what you have done. He said, dogs will lick your blood at the same place where Naboth's blood was shed. Whose vineyard he took. Subsequently, the next chapter, Joab, uh, Ahab went to war. And he took one mumu along with him to the battle. Ahab was king of Israel, ten tribes. Jehoshaphat 
son of Asa was the Mumu I'm talking about. He was king of the southern kingdom, two tribes. But why would Jehoshaphat follow Ahab, the husband of Jezebel, to fight the Syrians? Battle. When you know that these people are not God-fearing anymore, be careful who you, are, who you form alliances with. Do you know he followed Ahab to the battle, Jehoshaphat? And it was because they were in-laws. Their children married each other. Anyway, I'm trying to cut a long story short. When they were to enter the battle, Ahab who invited him to come and join him to fight the enemy, disguised. He said, you, wear your royal apparel as a king. Wear your royal apparel as a king. And then he now disguised. Meanwhile, the commanders of the Syrians said, don't kill any of the Israelite soldiers. Kill the king. It's only the king you must kill. And Ahab had disguised. And he told Jeho Jehoshaphat, give me a name for Jehoshaphat. Don't, don't do United. My mother would say, only be don't do United. Don't, it's don't do. Don't do. But your people say, don't do. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. The Bible is full of stories. So when the Syrians saw Jehoshaphat in Israel, they said, this is the king of Israel. Attack! He shouted, he cried, and he fled, and he said, leave him. Do you think they knew that he was not the king of Israel that they were looking for? I don't think they knew. I think mercy, grace, just, just covered him. Because that day, in a corner, lonely, he walked a bad walk in a corner. Say you understand. Mm, but mercy, for the sake of the work of men like David. By the way, David was not a perfect man, but he knew how to make peace with God. Praise the Lord. You may not be a perfect man, but you know how to remain in God's good books. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And uh, we cannot continue in sin and say grace will abound. So don't overstretch that. That's the balance. Who is with me up till now? Hallelujah. And a certain man shot an arrow at random. And the arrow looked for the place that the armor did not cover in Ahab's body. And the arrow went in. And he started bleeding. And he told his chariot commander, his uh, chariot rider, he said, take me away from the battle, I'm, I'm injured. Somebody shot at random, no, random. Because the judgment of the prophecy of the word of God must come to pass. Listen, when prophecy is hanging over you, it will find expression. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. May it be good prophecy that is hanging over us that will find expression. A certain man just shot the arrow at random. It entered the unprotected portion. Just a little place where the armor did not cover. And it began to bleed. He said, take me away from the battlefront. They took him away from the battlefront. And uh, from morning to evening. By evening, he had lost too much blood. He died. When they took him back to the city, and they, were, they now took the chariot to go and wash the blood off. It was the pool, river, where they were washing the chariot, where Naboth's blood was shed. That was where his own blood was shed. Prophecy had to come to pass. And dogs came and licked her. Avoid Jezebel. Be careful of Jezebel. We must not be power-driven. We must be superior to power. Don't be power-driven. Be superior to power. Ah, my time is gone. 
The counsel of Ahab, uh, Abel must be on your side. The counsel of Abel must be on your side. You must have a circle of people who can give you ideas. You must surround yourself with knowledgeable men. Ah. Success is attracted to value. If you have people of value, success will be attracted to you. If you, if you are surrounded with people of value, amen. <laughs> be a networker and be a net worther. Did you hear what I said? As you network, create a net worth. Amen. You'll be attracting value. You'll be attracting value. Relationship dynamics. You'll be attracting value. You'll be attracting value. Some people have done that in corporate Nigeria. Ha. Ah, it's serious. You know what happened recently in, in the corporate field in Nigeria? Like two weeks ago? Between Transcop shares, Hotel Dollar Factor, Elumelu Factor. You don't know. news. You don't know. The line follow, Transcop shares a line follow that the majority shareholder in Transcop was not taking advantage of. How do you leave this year's line follow? He notified him, I'm going in for those shares. Maybe that one thought he was joking. The man went in for those shares, bought those shares, and straight away he became the majority owner temporarily. I think his holding became 6.5% or so in Transcop, and Illumilu was scared. What's going on here? And then what was left that that one did not mop up? Illumilu now mopped up. He had thought that Illumilu wouldn't be able to marshal funds. That one marshaled resources from all over. At times, some of those resources are our money. Your pension contribution that they are deducting. Amen. You know, the pension managers push the money to the capital market as well to work for them. Uh -huh. Everything is connected, 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 connected. These people, they don't have two heads, though. Somebody sang one song. So, 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 why is it... <laughs> You understand what I'm talking about? Do you know that that man mopped up the remaining shares so that he could retain his position as majority shareholder? While that was going on, the prices of Transcorp shares rose. So if he bought, for instance, at three naira per share, but I think he bought for one naira, 14 cob or so per share. By the time he now decided, I said, okay, 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 I'm not competing with you over your shares anymore. Tony, I will dispose of what I bought. Who bought them? Tony bought them. He bought them from him at a premium. If he bought at one naira fourteen cover, he sold them, for instance, at five naira fourteen cover. Within one week, like like so. You understand what I'm talking about? Why? Those people have surrounded themselves with people better than themselves, who are superior in knowledge and skill and ability. The counsel of Abel must not be far from you. I'm not asking you to steal. <laughs> Hallelujah. God gave us a brain so that we can give him a break. Think. Be open to opportunities where you are. Hello, church. Let people surround you who are better than you. Some people are politicians today and some people think they are, they are super politicians. No, no, no. They only have learned how to surround themselves with people better than themselves. And they know when to move, and they know when not to move. And they know when to move, and they know when not to move. I'll stop here. I don't have time. So we owe God the Father, love and fear. We owe our fellow man trust, tolerance, forgiveness, understanding, loyalty. Is that okay? And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Let us pray. My time is fast spent. Have you gained anything in this service at all this morning? 
Have you gained anything in this service at all? What will you begin to do from today about relationships? What will you begin to do from today about relationships? What will you begin to do from today about relationships? What will you begin to do from today about relationships? They can make Omar. We have said that. Relationships can make Omar us. Can you leverage relationships to your advantage? Can you surround yourself with people who can pray better than you are? Who understand God's word better than you are? And you begin to learn from them. People who understand situations better than you are. They're, they're more intelligent. They're smarter than you are. They're brilliant. More brilliant than you are. Can you surround them? Can you surround yourselves with such people? Students better than you are in class. Can they be your friends? So that you can get what they have and you can be better than who you are at the moment, at the present. Let us pray. I'm asking us to pray. Please pray for yourself. Please stand to your feet. Please stand to your feet and pray for yourself. And pray for yourself. And pray for yourself. Be careful. Beware of Jezebel. Avoid Jonadab. You need Barnabas. You need Andrew on your side. You must seek the counsel of Abel. Ask the Lord to help you in the name of Jesus. Ask him to lead you by his spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, order my steps, order my thoughts. Lead me to men that would help me when I need them. Let Andrews be available unto me. Help me to identify the Barnabases that you've planted in my life. Grant me wisdom to avoid Jonadab. Help me not to deal with Jezebel. Lord, grant me grace to be, to be receptive to the counsel of your spirit. Grant me wisdom to surround myself with people who are wise, wiser than I am. Grant me skills in life to be over and above. Lord, let your breath come upon me. Your spirit is the spirit of excellence. Let the spirit of excellence manifest in all that I do. In all that I do. Let the spirit of excellence manifest in all that I do. In all that I do. In all that I say. In all that I say. Let the spirit of, manifest, uh, spirit of excellence manifest in all that I think. 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 And Lord, let my walk with you get richer and smoother and stronger and better. Pray for yourself. Say, Lord, let my walk with you get richer and smoother and stronger and better. Cause me to be more intimate with you, to see as you see, to hear as you hear, to understand the way you understand. Help me to relate with the Holy Spirit the way you want me to relate with the Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, it is my prayer this morning that none of us will live a life of average. Lord, it is my prayer that this morning that none of us will be a mediocre in life in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask for the yoke of average to be destroyed over every life that is here today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to teach us how to relate with the spirit of excellence such that in all our undertakings, excellence alone shall be seen in the name of Jesus. 
in our jobs, in our careers, in our businesses, in our ministries, in our pursuits in life. Let excellence manifest constantly in the name of Jesus Christ. They could not resist the wisdom by which Daniel spoke. The word says in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of Daniel and his colleagues, he found them to be ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters and astrologers in his realm. Lord, help us to be ten times better than what the world has got to offer in the name of Jesus. We are the church, the body of Christ. Let the excellence of your kingdom begin to find expression in us and through us in the name of Jesus. Let none in our midst be pushed to the back. Let your hand announce us to our world. Use us to set the pace in the world, in our various areas of activity, in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Lord, I pray that you will keep us in your good books all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. If you are still sick, I said if you are still sick, because some people already received their healings, but if you are still having those pains and symptoms in your body, put your hands there as we pray right now. Before I pray, say, Lord, by faith, I receive my healing once and for all, even now. As you put your hands there, say that. Lord, by faith, I receive my healing once and for all, even now, in Jesus' name. Lord, I agree with them. And I ask for their healing to manifest now in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke every infirmity from the roots in Jesus' name. Somebody you are here, lately you've been forgetting things. You just keep forgetting. Just keep forgetting. And it's getting worse and it's beginning to bother you. In the name of Jesus, I come against that trend of memory loss. I reverse it. I reverse it. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I'm asking you to sharpen our perceptions as a people in the name of Jesus Christ. Perfect soundness I release upon everyone that is here. No child will, will be admitted to hospital. There will be no emergencies in our midst. No road traffic accidents. In the name of Jesus, our rising up is safe. Our lying down is safe. Our going out is secure. Our coming in is secure by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, blessed Father. In the name of Jesus, receive favor this week. Say, Lord, I claim your favor this week. In all my undertakings, I claim your divine favor this week. Wherever I turn to, I'm favored this week. With your favor, you encompass the righteous like a shield. I claim your favor this week. Over my life, your favor. Over my children, your favor. My grandchildren, your favor. All that concerns me, your favor. Your favor this week. Thank you for favor. Favor, thank you for favor, thank you for favor, guaranteed peace and satisfaction. That's our portion this week, that's our portion this month, that's our portion for the rest of our days. Guaranteed peace and satisfaction. No evil report, no evil report, no dis distress calls, no distress calls in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for victory by the blood. Can someone say, I receive victory by the blood? I receive victory by the blood, by the blood. I receive victory by the blood. I receive victory by the blood. 
in the name of Jesus. There shall be surprises this week. <laughs> so re receive it for yourself. I receive it for myself. Pleasant surprises. Lord, pleasant surprises are mine this week. I receive in the name of Jesus. Pleasant surprises. Father, thank you. The glory and the honor remain yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Finally, I want to pray for you. You want to surrender your heart by yourself to Jesus. You are saying, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want my sins to be forgotten. He will forgive, he will forget, provided you are ready. Are you ready to come to Jesus this morning? He will forgive, he will forget. All eyes shut, all heads bowed. If you want to give your heart to Jesus, just raise your right hand. Let everybody be seated, please. Let all eyes be bound. Uh, let all heads be bowed. Let all eyes be closed. But you know you want me to pray for you. You want to surrender to Jesus. And you want to have a fresh start in life. Raise your hand above your head. Just raise your hand above your head and I'll know who I'm to pray for. Whether you are down here or up on the gallery. Just raise your hand above your head. Can somebody talk to her please? Can somebody talk to her please? Does she want to give her life to Christ? to ask her does she understand she came with you is she born again you should know whether she's born again please help me take her to the back does she understand Yoruba language Yoruba? there's Yoruba section help me take her to the back let them minister to her there thank you Jesus if you want to rededicate your heart to Jesus just stand up to your feet and you're saying I want to go back to my walk with the Lord I want my prayer life to be sound. I want my walk with the Lord, my obedience, my holiness, my yieldedness to the Lord to be back on track. And you are, just stand up and I'll pray for you where you are. God bless you. Put, put your hands across your chest and say, Lord Jesus, just take me back the way I am. I say you should stand. If you are praying that prayer, stand. If you are praying that prayer, stand. Yes. If you are praying that prayer, stand. Say, Lord Jesus, take me back just as I am. This time around, I mean it. Help me to be sincere with you. And Lord, I pray for them as they stand. Let your hand rest upon them. Grant them grace to be grave in their walk with you. To love you and fear you and see you on a daily basis. And give them a fresh start. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Let's give thanks to the Lord for his word today.